I mean, 30 minutes. 20 minutes? That's all you have? No, this is your 30. podcast, I got Patrick. 30. 30 minutes. I gotta be at a thing at 12. Welcome to the Polini Perspective. Patrick Polini, GM of Fox 5. How's it going? How are we doing? Patrick, why don't you tell the audience how much you like me? <laughs> As an employee, <laughs> character, person. Where do you want to start? I thought this was real news. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, it's Patrick's. Is this the ninth episode? Uh, yeah, I think it's the ninth. Ninth episode. You look very tan, by the way. Have you, yeah, are I was you in, sunning. I was in. Uh, I was in North Carolina over the weekend. Oh, well, nice. Gorgeous weather. Looked great. I saw you. I was. I saw and your thank, tweets from the deck. You thank were like, goodness I wasn't running the Boston Marathon yesterday because it just absolutely was miserable. Kudos and congrats to everyone who made it through that. On, I mean, 26 degree uh, wind chill, pouring, pouring rain for four, five, six hours. Uh, now, do you know anything about the runners that won? Because didn't wasn't there a nurse? Well, Des Linden is the woman. I guess that won the women's section. I'm sort of throw, I'm like throwing yeah, this no, on you, so I don't know anything no, no. about so, it. But. Des Linden, first American female to win, I believe, since 1985, 33 oh, years. Okay, she's amazing. She finished second in 2011. It was a much slower course yesterday because of the wind and the rain, which you know probably benefited someone like her. Um, if it was a super fast course, she may not have won, but um, she deserved it. I mean, it was just brutal conditions. Oh. And a Japanese um, male one who, <clears throat> what, what amazes me as a runner, he runs about a marathon a month. Which oh, no, no. Let me. So the elite, elite marathon runners. Okay. They may run two a year. Okay. They train, they train, they train. He runs, he ran, that was his fourth already in 2018. Damn. And he won the marathon. And again, I think some of the elite runners either pulled back or just didn't have it on a day. I mean, it was a brutal day. Yeah. Oh my God. Sounds like it. They still, they still did it. So. Well, at least you weren't there. Uh, no, Enjoy. I was watching it on a nice sunny porch. <laughs> Enjoying the weather of North Carolina. Yeah, I was. Um, so I'm obsessed with this James Comey story. He's been all over ABC, George Stephanopoulos. He sat down with him for an interview um, with his new book that's out. I want to hear all your thoughts. I think he's great. I think he's very credible, Patrick. Uh, okay. Don't you? You don't think... Uh, Maybe on some things, but on, like he's he's writing a book. Obviously, he wrote a book. It's coming out. That's why he's making the rounds. He seems all over the place now to me. He seems um, he clearly hates Trump, right? <laughs> I, I, listen, well, he absolutely hates Trump. He's admitted he's he's admitted that his actions on Hillary's email situation was. Absolutely influenced by the fact that he thought she was going to win the election, which, as the FBI director, you shouldn't even be getting. I mean, think about it. He's trashed Trump over and over. Trump has trashed him, obviously, back and forth. It's kind of interesting and comical to watch. But he's also trashed Loretta Lynch. He's trashed Bill Clinton. He's trashed Hillary, in essence, in terms of some of the other things that have gone on. Um, He just seems all over the place right now. So... um, Seems like the only person he really likes is Obama. Well, he... I mean, what's your whole take? One of the big things about this story is the whole loyalty pledge that mm-hmm. President Trump wanted him to give. I mean, does, that seems bizarre, don't you I think? Mean, if and Trump, probably true. If Trump asked for a loyalty pledge, he shouldn't have asked for a loyalty pledge. Not from the FBI director. The FBI director, the FBI in general, should be 
um, it's an institution that should investigate, you know, where where facts and 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 evidence takes them on on a wide ranging uh, amount of um, issues and things they investigate. And what about like? And I thought this was good too. Like Comey, obviously, obviously Comey knows FBI raids, so he basically was calling BS on Trump's whole tweets that Michael Cohen was raided illegally, and they didn't, you know, have the right to raid, you know, Michael Cohen's offices and all that stuff. I mean, yeah, we discussed that. I mean, they have a right if they find criminal activity, the client, your attorney-client privilege at a some point goes away, or it doesn't necessarily go away, but that doesn't mean his personal attorney can't be investigated. Um, you know, some of it looks like it's unrelated to Trump, but we don't know. So it's it's just to me, it's you know, he needs to sell books. I don't know what to believe anymore, right? It's just all over the place. I, I don't think he's as credible as you say or you think. You don't um, think so. But, but who's come out? I mean, obviously Loretta Lynch has come out against him, um, and and President Trump. But I mean, who else within I mean, it, or former to FBI? Me, to me, it's comical when he says, "I'm not political." He clearly was playing politics, certainly toward the end of the election season, and, and with certain decisions that he made. I mean, Hillary's camp completely called him out for playing politics. Then you know he said he allowed his decision to come out, and 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 you know. Well, he felt like it, it would be even um, less credible, if, right? If, if she he became president, right, right? If he hadn't announced. Right. Right. And why exactly is like why did Comey they they opened up the email investigation with Hillary Clinton like what two weeks a week before the election? Yeah, reopened it. Like reopened three, it. Two and a half. And weeks. what prompted that? Did Comey? I can't remember exactly why they reopened that. Was that? They new had new information. Yeah, or? well, they, they had the laptop, and they 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 had new emails. Anthony okay. Weiner's laptop, and you know, related to that. So they had you know, they had a new uh, new evidence which they had to look at. So instead of looking at it and then saying we found nothing, or just not even disclosing that they looked at it, he said we're going to look at it and made it sound like there was stuff. We should believe that there's something right. bad on it, which it turned out there really wasn't. But doesn't it alarm you, like, how many people... I mean, President Obama was there for years. Nobody is coming out of the woodwork, even at post. Well, here, here, I mean, listen, here's my thing. People, it's uh, worrisome how people well, are, like, uh, so... People think I'm, like, the, you know, this Trump... Uh, you, you know me off air. <laughs> um, yes. I'll criticize President Trump, and I do, all the time. For, for what he does or doesn't do. But it's interesting to me how the establishment on both sides over the last year and a half to two years, when they felt threatened, and I mean by two individuals in particular, okay. one Bernie Sanders okay. on, the, on, the, on the Democratic side and Donald Trump on the Republican side. Okay. The establishment on both sides was threatened. And what did they do? The DNC got all together to go after Bernie and help Hillary. And the Republican establishment tried to do the same thing with Trump. They they succeeded on the Democratic side. They failed on the Republican side. Right. So now Trump gets elected. And I still believe both the Republican, and, and I'm, I'm saying the Republican establishment as well, they just want to hold on to their power. Because that's, okay. that's influence in D.C. You know, some cities it's money, some cities it's stardom, you know, New York, it's money. L.A., it's stardom. D.C., it's power. It's influence. And if they can't influence him, they want to hold on to their own power. So, you know, to me, it's more of an issue about the entire establishment 
call me being part of that. Right. So, I don't know. I just think it's interesting. I think the whole thing is just... Something about, I mean, FBI people are, they're trained in psychology. They're tra- they're so trained in people. And Comey goes into all the details. Trump's hand size, the color of his skin, the fact that he never laughed, like, ever at any dinner. Then Comey went, on, and Comey admits he basically yeah. became obsessed, sort of went back, tried to find videos where Trump authentically laughed. I mean, that is kind of weird. Like, yeah. the guy never laughs. I don't laugh. No, I'm like, <laughs> like I don't laugh. That, that could be a problem ongoing. Like, I mean, I don't know. He, I feel like he's basically just said, screw it. Like, I'm going to tell like you know all the inside me, baseball. Though? It's amazing to me, though. And I said this last week, and you know, I think you laughed at me, that I think people are starting to have some empathy for Trump. And I, I think the more the Comey's come out and... and all, like I'm, well, I'm just, I'm telling. There, it's it 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 fits into his narrative that DC's out to get him, the establishment's out to get him. It's a swamp, so forth and so on. And it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I mean, assuming he makes it through the Russia investigation and Cohen and all that other stuff. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to but, go. Right. But if he comes out on the other side of all of this, well, I no, mean, it, uh, which is possible. Yeah. There, there, no collusion. Even even Comey, I believe something something to the effect of he's he's not morally fit or and some other. But he he pushes the line, but not illegal. Even Comey has said most of his actions are probably not illegal. So um, it'll be interesting if he comes out the other side. <laughs> Oh, that will be a story. That will be a huge 20, story. 2020 will be fun. Okay. <laughs> okay. The world will implode if that happens. Maybe call me or run for president. That'd be amazing. Uh, are you buying a higher loyalty? That's the book. No. <laughs> no? No. Nope. All right. Uh, the press tour worked for me. I was like, oh, I don't this read. seems kind of interesting. <laughs> You can't say that on your own podcast. I don't read. Oh, come on. Nah, I'm only kidding. You, I was going to say. I'll you, read it. I would, yeah. Point. It's all kinds of good teasers. I mean, the guy. It's put, not doing well early sales, which is kind of interesting. Really? Yeah. I thought I read. I, I got to check. I thought no, I read that it was said like. this morning. It's not doing well. Well, or he's giving well away a, a lot well, of detail. Yeah. And I think he's gone overboard. Like, he should you know, do one big interview, do some book signings. It's now, he, I think he's publicity hungry now and it's kind of this it's become contagious for him i think he feels he needs to be out there defending himself well he's on quite a press tour um starbucks another video has surfaced of discrimination and racism in their their stores um of course in philadelphia everyone has been talking about the two men that were arrested doing nothing they met with the ceo of starbucks yesterday um what is your what are your thoughts on that story and and how they're handling it it's well first it's awful that somebody would call the police on two individuals just sitting there. I mean, how many people have gone into a Starbucks <laughs> just to sit there and wait? Everybody. I mean, everyone. Everybody. Yeah, you're there for the free Wi-Fi. Everyone goes in. You use the restroom. I use mean, the restroom, yeah. get a glass of water. I mean, that's what they're known for, right? Right. I mean, and obviously, you hope at some point you get a cup of coffee or, or something. But the, the fact that someone would call the police and then the police would come I know. and then arrest them... Yeah, I'm not sure who I blame more. Is it Starbucks? Is it the barista? Is it the police or combination of of everything? So, listen, one, it was awful. Um, I don't, to the specifics of how they're handling it, 
I mean, certainly him meeting with the two of them, I think, was the right thing. Right. Um, and that Starbucks manager has been reassigned, I guess, to a different store, but they have not fired her, and um, it okay. seems like they're not commenting on that as that far as... That could just be illegal. You know, they, they may have to just let it play out to see what really... Happens. I'm, I'm assuming they're still investigating, right? Yeah, they are. And then a new video surfaced just last night and into today of a of a man in California who went in. He was African-American. They told him he couldn't use the restroom. Then a white guy walks in like two minutes later. They let him use the restroom. Mm. Same situation. Didn't buy a water. Nothing. Just wanted to use it. So, um, yeah, I think Starbucks has a big issue on their hands. They have a big, they have a big problem. Yeah. And yeah. And, and especially in how to train your employees. I, I, listen for for an organization that you know suppose you know comes across as you know so open and and diverse, right? Maybe not so. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, that was just disgusting. Like what happened to those two guys? It's just unbelievable. And I'm with you. You who do you blame more? The police department or? I can't believe they listen, came in. I you think know, it's yeah. You know, listen, I think a lot of of these types of issues at times are used for, for to either you know make a point on, on one side or the other or to counteract something or s- sometimes they get blown out of proportion. But the fact that two yeah. black males can't sit in a Starbucks without worrying about that they're going to be arrested right. for doing nothing just also you know speaks to the fact that we still have a long way to go. A long way to go. Yeah, I know. And, and, and Liz, I don't know the circumstance. I don't know what was in that person's head. I don't know if somebody went to the barista and said, hey, I, you know, yeah, you know, who knows why? I, I don't. Right. I don't have all those details, and you know, hopefully they'll come out if there's any. And maybe there's nothing. But even the witnesses were saying there's nothing. There's yeah, nothing. they were standing up and videoing the woman that videoed like, it. She's given interviews. She's like, there was literally no reason. It's terrible, and it's a shining example of racism that's still happening in our country. Yeah, listen, to answer your original, it was just, you know. Yeah, it's a mess. It's a mess. And it's terrible. Awful. Yeah. yeah. Um, bars in D.C., I, I love this story, are now making, some of them are making pledges to actually show the Nats games. Well, no, I believe the Nats are asking for pledges. <laughs> right? I mean, let's get this right. Why aren't they showing, I mean, I like to go to the Nats games in person. I don't really like to watch. But why are they not showing them in bars in their own hometown? Because there's not enough fans. DC, uh, I've been, listen, really? I've, I've said this for the time I've been here. It's not a sports town. And well, we, it's a football town, though. Don't you? It's a Redskins town. It, okay. It, was, it is a Redskins town, but it was certainly much more of a Redskins town 10, 15, 20 years ago. I mean, the team hasn't won yeah. in 20 plus years. We know the story. I think a lot of the younger generation has. You know, based on all the cable channels and all the games that are on and social media and everything, kids are growing up. They haven't seen the Redskins win. Right. So they're becoming fans of all these other teams. Plus, there's a lot of transplants in D.C., and I think, you know, they root for other teams. When it comes to the Nats, you know, they're only on cable, Masson, which is a whole other issue. Yeah. Like, there was a big article last week. Masson's, I think, the only major league sports team that doesn't stream or allow MLB to stream their uh, Oh, that's games. crazy. On any, like, they're not streaming Anything. anywhere. So you can never get it on your phone. Basically, if you don't have cable, oh. you can't watch the Nationals. Forget it. Why so, haven't they done a deal with Facebook yet? That's crazy. <laughs> so that's a problem. Second, listen, I think there's a core Nationals audience, just like a, there's a core Capitals audience. Right. And a core Wizards audience. But it's not widespread in the marketplace. It's just not. It's not a sports town. 
And I think ultimately that's the problem. They'd rather have, you know, the Yankees on. <laughs> They'd rather, they, you know, they, they just, they, they would. And listen, I've been in a lot of bars and they're showing nationals. I think they're just making, they're just trying to make sure that. This is like town wide, I guess. Uh, but Chris but Brown, you also can't force people to be fans of a baseball or a team. Right. And if you look at this, the attendance, and it's amazing. I can't remember what I think it was the Chicago White Sox. They said there was like 8,000 people there. They counted. There was like 399. Obviously, prepaid attendance was 9,000. So, you know, MLB sells a lot of tickets and sure. people don't. But people aren't showing up to these games. Yeah. Home openers. They're not showing up. Mm, so, I yeah, I think baseball in general has a problem, and they, you know, they'll, they'll cite all these attendance records, and but. Well, like we've talked about, it's I a think long it's a lot game. Of it's, fake. it's boring. <laughs> it's a boring game. Yeah. It's long, and. Um, and there's just too many, like you said. It's like you the just games oversaturated. Don't matter. Right. So you know they, they you know, call me in a hundred, you know, when they're at a hundred games. <laughs> And then I'll start so paying attention. God. I mean, God. And I'm a, a sports third of the fan. year is crazy. Yeah. I know. They're great to watch once in a while, but it's like, how many Nats games do you have to see? But if you have to, in essence, bribe um, bars. bars to put the Nats on, you got a problem. That was basically their statement. They say that 45 Curly W restaurants and bar alliances around the city um, have pledged that they will show all the games on at least one of their TVs. Um, they're receiving bar kits from the team, including posters, pocket schedules, team flags, coasters, koozies, hats, and Just what I openers. want, a pocket schedule and a koozie from the Nationals. <laughs> I'm so excited. Oh, that is rough that they got to go out That's and rough. ask. That's rough. I Because mean, I'm telling you right now, I lived in New York bad. City in Philadelphia. The Phillies and the Yankees. Well, and the, the Yankees. Mets, I mean, come well, on. The Mets are always on. Sure, yeah. Uh, there's not a bar in the city. If they're, if they're a sports bar, they're showing the game. But do you think, too, it's like the Nats are only, what, 10 years old? Eight, I don't even think they're 10 years old. Do you think no, once the... Um, I don't know, what was it, 2007, two, eight? No, 2003, 2004-ish, five. Really? They're like 13 years old, 12, okay. 13 years old, yeah. I mean, the Yankees are, come on. I mean, they're like so American. <clears throat> I you get know, it. They've been around for years, so the Red Sox. So it's like, I don't know, maybe yeah, in another 25 years. Yeah, they got to win too. In the meantime, you're not. But listen, I've I've said this a lot, you know, and and this is not targeted at anyone in particular, but I think the for the most part, even the radio broad, sports broadcasters in right. this market, they they don't bring it. <clears throat> they, you know, they're they're like they're happy they w- got to the playoffs or they're happy they went. You know, the Redskins went. Well, they went eight and eight. It was a good season. No, it wasn't. <laughs> The goal's to win, right? Oh, my God. I love it. Yeah, we'll get a ranting and rant. We it, need, like, a really good sport. That's I, a good idea. But if you don't, like, this town is, it's it's acceptable to not win. Or, or, or you know, oh, they, you know, they went 9-7. and seven. Great year. No, it's not. Like, Kirk Cousins, get out. <laughs> no, seriously, get out. You didn't win, right? He's gone, had, yeah. He's gone. Good. Yeah. Go. Goodbye. And Gruden should have been gone. You had four seasons. You didn't win. Goodbye. Right? No. No. But like, people will argue with you so much on that. Go ahead. Uh, argue it. Well, Dan Snyder. You've got like one of the no, worst no, coaches. Uh, no. I don't listen. I, stop blaming him. Okay? He's hired He's hired coaches. Patrick, you have to blame him. No. 
No. Listen, I don't know him personally, but listen. Why do you, well, come on. He has as much money as Robert Kraft. Why is Robert Kraft winning? Well, at least everything that we hear is basically Robert Kraft says, okay, Bill Belichick, you run well, the show. And had, no one says that about Dan. He had Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. Yeah. yeah, but the, I think he lets them do their jobs. I mean, we've, we've okay, heard listen, stories I don't, for years. I don't know the behind the scenes of the Redskins, but my point is, regardless, four years, I think Gruden has had a chance. Like, okay, this better be it. <laughs> if they don't win this year, he has to go. I mean, you have these other teams who are firing coaches after two or three years. And, oh, by the way, they're making the playoffs and getting fired. I mean, I I totally understand. I just think it's a Dan Snyder issue. There's I no just way think DC has allowed as sports fans, we've allowed ourselves to be, you know, oh, oh, you know, the Capitals. They made the playoffs. You know, Barry Trotz. If they lose to the Blue Jackets, they're down two zero. Coach of the Capitals. Yeah, he's, he's fi- he should time. be fired. Yeah. Sorry. At some point, you got to win. And the regular season means nothing. I don't care how many divisions you win. I don't care how many times you make the playoffs. You have to win. Yeah. No, that's a good... I mean, it's true. I just... You wonder what the inner workings are, because there's got to be a reason, like, why they can't succeed. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff. And, you know, then you start getting into... <clears throat> Listen, Probably the players, NFL, player dynamic. But, but you see these other teams and, like, you know, these other cities who turn it around quickly. Yeah. Now, maybe they're, maybe they're mortgaging the future to have a couple good years. So what? We need a couple good years. <laughs> No, seriously. Mortgage it. Mortgage yeah. it. Go for it. You haven't won in 23 years. I mean, I think, I mean, fans are like, look, I mean, who, more than that. Look at this past season with Redskins. You know, you would all since you'd see those games, there were hardly anybody in the stands. Good weather, bad weather. I mean, people were leaving all the time. Redskins couldn't win. You were able to buy tickets for $5. I know. I know. You've never been able to do that. Never. I mean, so, it's crazy. Listen, you know, there's a finite amount of discretionary income for people to put their entertainment dollars towards. And, you know, you got to drive all the way out to Landover. Oh, yeah, FedEx yeah. is sterile. It's just not a, it's not a good environment right now. They don't win. And, yeah, and maybe people don't like the owner. So you throw all that in. You're done. Plus, it seems like there's a fight now every weekend, not just at FedEx. I'm not picking on FedEx. But, you know, if you follow Barstool Sports... Which I do. I, I, the fights, it, it seems like there's more and more. Maybe because they're, you know, Barstool, that's what they do. But it just seems like, you know, it's not a great environment to bring your kids to games. I think. Oh, come on. Eight year olds night. I mean, they're going to see a fight sooner or later. Okay. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, listen, I'm okay with that. I'm just saying. Before. Give everybody some beers. Come on. Things get heated. They're sports fans. I mean, come on. Like, what game? They're all so PG. They're like always like at the Nats games. My God, you sit up, yell the f word once. They like have the usher oh, yeah. come over. It's like, oh, give me a break. These kids have heard they it. They also before. have to play better music. The music like sucks. in between the innings. And they in won't between... let you curse. Yeah. Given an adult I'm section, for home. God's sake. So I can throw shit at my TV and <laughs> curse and yeah, exactly. Sit around in my underwear and just watch games. Right. Who wants to leave? No, I was reading. I just sounded like a sixty-five-year-old. <laughs> that aged you a little. That did. That was like. Now I was reading one of your favorite news outlets, the New York Times. Yes. <laughs> Are you a big fan? I, I read the Times. You do? Yeah. Of All course right. I do. Okay. I'm I... not one of these people who just only listen to you know. 
the, the people who think like me. Okay, <laughs> so open-minded. I mean, really. No, I read the Times. Okay, well, I love some of the reporters. Um, to be do, honest, how about lowering the voting age to sixteen? I thought they had a great article Absol- about it. Absolutely ridiculous. Wh- how do you it's think an it's, emba- re- it's an embarrassment? Why they broke down the science that kids are more likely Stop. at sixteen? They don't pay for a goddamn thing, <laughs> right? Seriously, that's not a good. That is a good reason. They have no skin in the game. At all. Zero. They're, oh, you can't say that. No, they absolutely don't. Right? They don't pay for anything. They don't pay taxes. They don't. Most of them don't have jobs. They, like, seriously, 16-year-olds? Yeah, but the whole premise of I don't that think article, 30-year-olds should be able to vote. Well, who should be able to vote then? 35 and plus. Okay. Oh, my God. That is horrible. I'm kidding. That might be the worst statement this podcast. We actually have to make that a teaser. Emily Snow needs to make that a teaser. That was. 16 year olds have no right to vote. Sorry. But their article broke down. First of all, you know what it is? They want them to vote because they know they're going to vote Democrat. So that's why they want a Lawrence. <laughs> like, why are we kidding ourselves here? I don't think that's true, though. That I grew up in rural tr- Maine. Oh, I used to be a Republican. Six, not at sixteen, you were. Yes, absolutely. You do what your parents do. So I actually think. So it when might did you go help. to the dark side? <laughs> <laughs> well, I went to Mount Holyoke, which was an all-women's liberal college. So there you go. that <laughs> that totally did it. It was like kumbaya with so milk and cookies every night. <laughs> you were brainwashed. No, I think I had exposure. I thought, okay. Did they play like little messages to you at night, like so when you woke up? Almost, we did. We had milk and cookies every night at <laughs> nine. I know that does sound really lame for an adult school, but we did. And it was very... So you're like that Catholic school girl who went crazy once she got out of Catholic school. <laughs> well, what the irony was, was I was really wild in high school. Then I went to this sort of like all-women's college. And of course, they always say when you're on the tour, oh, tons of men so come what's, here. What's, what's wild for me? Well, you know, just like pit parties and drinking at like 16. Tipping cows and... Yeah, right. It was, I mean, it was pretty lame. I'm not going to lie. But then you'd go to Canada and like just drink there and go to the strip clubs at like 17. You thought that was a huge deal. You know? So anyway, that was like it. But yeah, Mount Holyoke was... It taught me to be more understanding, Patrick. And we should have social programs that where everyone benefits. All all kidding aside, (laughs) 16-year-olds should not be voting... (laughs) 17-year-olds should not be voting. Okay, so what do you say? Keep it at 18? Yeah. Well, yeah, they're not going to lower it. from. I mean, they're not going to increase it from 18. So, And I think if you serve in the military, you should be able to vote. I, I, think, you, I think it could help your cause. Like, I think because 16-year-olds are going to vote with their parents probably for the most part. And I think you're seeing kids being more active. And they're saying, like, if you get them young, they're more likely to be engaged as voters versus, yeah, like... Engaged as Democratic voters. That's what they want, and that's the only reason they're lowering the age. I mean, what do 16... Like, they have no skin in the game at all. Yeah, but you could be inspiring no. the future... Well, inspire them with, with you know, school ballots, but not real ballots until... And then they're 18, they're ready. Most 18-year-olds are seniors in high school, so they're actually starting to vote before they graduate high school. And, you know, and then four years they'll go to college or they'll go to military or become an apprentice somewhere, whatever that, you know. And then, yeah, and then they're engaged and they can vote. But stop. But just stop. <laughs> All right. Um, last topic. Why are you, you seem to be invested in this Carrie Underwood face story. No, I'm not invested. I think it was, listen, I like Carrie Underwood. I think she's a great singer, superstar. What's all the drama? Drama, some like 
what was all the drama? She apparently Pe- had this like bad people fall. Get in, people get into major accidents. They lose limbs. They get cancer. They fight back from, you know, being blown up in war. I mean, she comes back. She acts, she has a scarf around her with a selfie, and then all of a sudden she's singing, and it was like she gets a standing ovation for <laughs> what you fell probably in a drunken stupor for all we know. Like we don't, I'm, I don't know if that's fact or not, but that's what it seems like to me. No one oh just falls. Okay, so you're drunk, you fall, you get a cut on your face, which, by the way, great plastic surgery because no, there was no well, scar. Could be makeup, could be a lot of things. I mean, I mean listen, the story is interesting I feel that it's bad gained she, so much momentum. All, all kidding aside, feel bad she fell, fell bad, you know, she got her 40 stitches, a lot of stitches on right. her face. No one's, I'm not making light of that. But enough with the three-month comeback, the selfies with the scarf, just showing your eyes, standing ovations. Oh, my God, she was so courageous. She came back. No, that's not courageous. I mean, it is true. It's, it has been a pretty dramatic story. I mean, are you, am I wrong on this? No, no, no. I do. I'm not sure the... I think. Am I coming across like, you know, like I don't... like. No. Unsympathetic? I, I don't know if this has been drawn... Like, if her own people have kind of made this this sort of mysterious even though she's sort of revealed like I had this fall I, I don't know there has been a interesting plus, um, plus she's one of, she, PR thing around but this. But she's absolutely gorgeous to begin with. Right. So what does it make people feel like who are less than perfect? Like yeah, like, like it, it's kind of weird the whole thing it, it, you know I tweeted about it, it just seems like the whole thing is odd to me the whole like reveal and comeback and how it was you know. Yeah no, I hear it. I mean, I've had zero interest in that story or investment because I'm with you. It's like, I mean, okay, was there more to it? Yeah. Play. Was there? Are we missing right. something? Here? Right. 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 Yeah. Which okay. we could allege all kinds of things, but I'm gonna not. Yeah. No. Listen. I <laughs> listen. I hope. Yeah. You know, I. You know, I was. I was joking when I said she was. I, no one knows if she was drunk or not. Right. Right. Although right. you know, <laughs> you're leaving it open. Well, oh my god! I mean, who you just falls? Correct me up. Uh, a lot of people. They. You know. You just miss a step. I'm supposed to wear contacts. I don't. How old are you? 35. Do you know anyone who's fallen without being drunk and had gotten 40 stitches? Uh, I don't. I'm trying to think of somebody. No, (laughs) not really. And at 1 in the morning. I think it was very late. Or 11 o'clock at night. Or I don't know morning. why she wouldn't just come out and own that. But she's yeah. they've done a great job of crafting it into this bigger story in a standing ovation. Listen, and why she got hurt, I don't She got hurt, right? Right. I feel bad Yeah, for but that. why is it a story is basically the but question. Enough with the whole comeback. Her face looks perfect. Yeah. God, I wish I looked like that after 40, and 40 you know, stitches. Oh, my God. You know what? We always do a Halloween special on Fox. That should be, you should be, maybe you should think of drag this year and do that. No, somebody will say I'm making fun of somebody. I'll get in trouble. <laughs> All right. Well, that's that. Um, look, in the meantime, we're going to be pretty soon. Well, we talk, I think you know, Halloween's going to be outlawed pretty soon. You, you can't, no way. Ta- that is not real. We talked about this on one of my first podcasts, like, on the key card, I think. Okay. Remember when we talked about you can't do any costumes now? Every costume's outlawed. You can't be a Native American. You can't be this. You can't be that. You can't do anything. Remember, you can't well, be the girl. You can't be like. Um, you can be. You can be a superhero. You just. You know. You have to who, be respectable I, who about that. Who was the? Um, the car. The Kardashian? No, no, the, the 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 Native American little girl character that everyone's complaining that people were being Not Mona. Pocahontas. Oh, so, uh, Moana. Moana. Moana was a was one of you know. No, yeah, you couldn't be a Moana. I think you can be Moana. You just you can't be. No. You have to be a white Moana. You can't be a 
trying to change. You know, the problem is, is people. No, no, because weren't people buying those costumes in like costume stores and then being criticized for being her? I don't remember the whole I know, story. I, I, but you just I have know. to do appropriate. So no more Halloween. You could be like Willie Nelson. Like, that's appropriate for you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that might be like a whole new you. I gotta be Ricky Gervais. <laughs> You could be Ricky Gervais. <laughs> I love he's become your new favorite. Uh, look, where can people follow you on Twitter? Patrick Fox Five GMDC. Perfect. I love it. You can follow me at HeyFresh and um, Patrick. I actually, it's Patrick GM Fox Five DC. You're so enjoyable in real life, but you know, over Twitter <laughs> and on the phone, as opposed to fake life. Yeah, <laughs> it's a whole other path. Sarah, you and I should not have phone conversations anymore. <laughs> Only face-to-face, I'm telling you. Uh, You guys are amazing. Be sure to hit five stars on Patrick's podcast. Leave a review for this on iTunes. And um, we've got to get our Facebook group going. I I think it's going. We promote it. it. Okay, well, Patrick's on it. Let's go. Uh, The Polini Perspective, follow it on Facebook so you can leave comments for Patrick and upcoming topics and guests. All right, we're out, right? We're out. Bye, everybody. Bye.